Greetings, ladies and metalgents, and welcome to this latest rendition of Tales from Outer Space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And as always, I hope that you enjoy, and if you do, please consider supporting the channel. Now, on to the science fiction. I would like to give a quick thanks to our tier 5 channel members and patrons. Fallen Angel Buzz Killington Thank you, again. Now on to the story. Story number one. Painted Human, written by Mecha Kid. The human sat at the restaurant's bar, a glass amber liquid in his hand. A simple fare of meat on baked grain meal was half-eaten. He reached casually for a smoldering stick next to him and put it in his mouth, taking a slow drag off of it. When he exhaled, smoke came from his nose. Across the restaurant, a young cravat sat with his family unit. He studied the human carefully, not sure what to make of him. In the tenth year of Emperor Nordok's reign, it was becoming common to see humans in the Empire, so the Traveler was not a surprise. What was a surprise to the youth was the colors that seemed to be part of the human skin. Human skin tended to be towards brown part of the color palette, but this one had red and green and blue on his skin. The human could feel the Krovak youth's eyes on him. He smiled to himself a little as he saw the leader of the Krovak family instruct the youth not to stare. But he knew the youth couldn't stop himself. The human called over the waiter, passing him a credit chit. See that family over there? There is a youth that seems to be interested in me. Tell him and his mother that he can come over and ask me anything he wants. The waiter nodded and relayed the message. At first, the Krovak matron looked mortified. But when she looked at the human, he was smiling back, motioning them over. The youth practically sprang to his feet and rushed to the bar. You seem to find me interesting, young one, the human said in an imperial common. He took a sip from his glass. The youth nodded, you have strange colors. The human laughed and smiled. I suppose I do. Here, let me show you. The human removed his shirt letting the youth see all of his upper body. There were patterns and shapes. Some of the human's markings looked like lettering, while others resembled pictures the youth had seen on human artifacts. There was even a very artful, though scandalously drawn, image of a human female. Would you like to know about them? Yes, please, tell me. The human nodded. They're all called tattoos. They are images that I have placed on my skin to remind me of things that are important. Do that hurt? The act of getting one does, but the pain is long gone. Go ahead, you can touch them. The youth stood, running his hand over the human's arm. The skin was even more smooth than most humans. Would you like to know what they mean? Pick one, and I'll tell you about it. The youth pointed to a warship on a field of stars. Ah, good choice. That's the Volhund, a class of cruiser. I served on her many years ago. She was a good ship, strong and fast. Tell me, how old are you? Seven standard years, 
the youth said proudly. Well, young one, before you were born, there was a great war. My people and yours were locked in a struggle the galaxy had never seen. There were glorious battles and terrible suffering. Your kind hunted us, and we hunted you. They were simple times, but bloody. The youth nodded. His class was just starting to cover the wall between the Alliance and the Empire. To know that he was talking to a survivor of that conflict left him in a little awe. Carefully, he reached out and pointed at another image. One of an old but strong human. Under the image were the human words, Honor thy father. That is the first man I met, my father. He taught me everything I know. He was a good man, and I wear his image to remind me that I should always be better than I am. I don't always succeed, but when I do, I like to think he's smiling at me, just like he is here. And this one? The youth pointed at the black bee with the wheel and the white flag. Ha! That one is for a sports team. I loved watching them when I was younger. Do you watch any? The youth nodded. Any favorites? Yes, I love the arena. I bet you play games with your friends, just like you were there. Are you? I'm not the strongest. I am very fast. Good. Maybe you'll get to compete in the arena yourself one day. The youth beamed. I would like that. He looked closer at the human's chest and scrolled in a very stylized letters. What's he just? Ah, that is my family name. Can you read it? Murphy? Very good. Now, let me tell you, the Murphys are an old family. They go back countless generations, all the way back to an island on old earth. I wear the name proudly. Others always reminds me to honor it. Family is important, so make sure you remember that. The youth finally got up the nerve to point at a piece he drew his attention in the first place. The human female without clothes. She was laying against a green stem and a red flower. A human name scrawled under it and the words, In loving memory. The human smiled. But the youth saw that he suddenly looked a little sad. That one, he paused and took a deep breath. That uh, is the most precious marking I have. She was very important to me, but I lost her too soon. If I could only get her back, I would tell her how much I miss her, how much I love her. She would laugh and tell me I was being foolish, and it wouldn't matter. The human took another drink. I know she's waiting for me, somewhere. I'll meet her again when the time is right, I guess. The youth looked up at the human. He had so many more questions, but his mother was coming over. It was time for him to leave. I hope he wasn't a bother, human, his mother said politely. Not at all, ma'am. He's just curious the way all young lads are. He keeps it up and he'll grow up to be a fine person. The human ruffled the fur on the youth's head. You'll be good now and run along. As they left the restaurant, the youth saw the human order another drink for himself. He raised the glass with amber liquid again and downed it all in one gulp. End of story. 
Story number two. All Systems Science University. What is in Lab 5E Sigma? 28 messages. 28 blob flocking messages. The headmaster of All Systems University stomped down the hallway, seething. Or at least what passed for stomping for a Trevidian. As it was, it was resembling an angry waddle, more or so than anything else. One just before I was going to turn in, and one damn near every deco cycle waking me up each time. These new humans had better be of something good. They had better have the cure to Foresian Great Plague in there. Oh, they had better have solved time travel. No, they had better have imagined the start of the universe. Developed pocket fusion, broke the conversion of matter. Reaching the doorway. He wanted, or more accurately required, and attempting to compose himself with only a partial success. Keying in the entrance to the lab, he couldn't help but mutter under his breath, There'd better be damn miracle in there. Laboratory 5E Sigma's door silently slid open, revealing the internals of a bioengineering lab. And four beaming humans. Headmaster! Good morning, sir. How are you doing today, sir? We have something to show you. Squeezing his eyes tight, he massaged his side siphons to try and calm down. After a few seconds, he opened back his eyes, staring at the infuriatingly chipper students. One at a time. One at a time, please. Pointing at the leftmost human, he grunted, What's your name? Um, Jihu, sir. Wonderful. Jihu, what exactly is going on here? Well, sir, we've been working on a project. Big one, and I think you'll be fascinating. We'll call it Project Romero. The headmaster wrinkled his front tentacles in frustration. Romero? Little human joke, sir. Best if we show you. The human led him to a lab table covered in a sheet, which they removed with a flourish to reveal a, a Krog, a common organism on the planet. They were commonly used for laboratory experiments, for their simple yet robust biological makeup. And it was dead. Looking down his tentacles at the Krog on the slab, he frowned. Our project is a dead Krog. One of the students smiled. Oh no, Headmaster. This is a tense subject. And your name is... Jean, sir. Okay, Jean. What's this experiment? Turning around, the human fiddled with the case for a few seconds. Turning back, she revealed in one of her hands a tube filled with blue spores. Curious tapita, a common fungus-like organism found on this planet, known for having its ability to sense and emit low-level electric fields, famous for gathering electrically-powered infrastructure, if not properly managed or repulsed. She raised up her other hand to reveal the tube of spores hued blue-black, We've created a custom strain of fungus known as Ambulatellus mortis, and when injected into a deceased organism with intact central nervous system, it does something uh, interesting. Inserting the tube into the syringe, she swiftly injected the dark spores into the dead Krog's body, to the growing interest of the headmaster. As he watched, another human perked up, carrying a small handheld device. Now, our new strain is inert unless we subject it to a very specific radio frequency. That's when the fun starts. 
What fun, Mr. Hatham? Well, Mr. Hatham, what's the fun, exactly? Hatham's response was to smirk and press the remote. Seconds passed, and nothing. Until the Krog, the dead Krog, moved. Its movements were jerky, almost excessive. It swung its head limply, as if the tendons on its neck were cut, and it emitted a juttery keen that sent chills down the headmaster's spine as the human students looked on with equally chilling smiles. What in the hells did you do to it? Jihu, who was first to respond, beautiful, isn't it? We managed to get the fungus to interface with the nervous system of dead organisms. When given a specific radio pulse, the fungus starts stimulating the neurons. Eventually, we were able to coax it into a primitive locomotion, vocalization, and even displays of aggression. Now, upon further research, we shot it down! I, uh, what? Shot it down! But why? The headmaster whirled around to glower at the confused students. Why? Because you made a damned zombie! That's why! Wait. You guys have zombies. Of course we have zombies. Just about every species in the galaxy has some conception of zombies. But they were never real. At least, not until now. So shut it down. Without waiting for an answer, the headmaster turned and stomped out of the laboratory, tentacles writhing in irritation. Back in the lab, the students stood in stunned silence, until Rick... The last of the students spoke up. I suppose now would be a bad time to tell him about phase two in the other room. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you do, please consider supporting the author, even by popping over and leaving a thumbs up or a nice comment just to show your appreciation for the story. However, if you wish to support this channel, there are links down below which will help immensely. I will see you all in the next one. And until then, I hope that you have a fantastic day. Cheers.